Before we get into today's Mortcast, uh, I would like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines. Uh, they do have a location that is located halfway down the Dairy Block, and the Dairy Block is located uh, between 18th and 19th, and Blake and Wazee in Lodo, downtown Denver. Um, it is a great place to really, if you want to sample Pinot, they've got a nice blend, a Cabernet blend, uh, that's, uh, you take this put combined with some, uh, uh, Malbec, uh, and it, it, it's just really good stuff. It's really smooth. Uh, I was there this last weekend, uh, had a wonderful time with some great friends and enjoying some fantastic wine. Um, like I said, some great Pinot from their own vineyards in the Russian ri- uh, River Valley in California. Uh, I can't recommend them enough. Uh, the vibe of the place is tremendous. It is really, it is a great place to enjoy this sort of thing, particularly in the summer. We're coming up to the summer. There's going to be a lot of baseball games going on at Quartz Field, just a couple blocks away. Uh, so it is just, it's just a great place to enjoy the vibe and atmosphere of really fine wine. And you could pair it with, they have a great selection, a charcuterie selection. So then they ask your server, uh, what would be the great pairing? What would be the best pairing of charcuterie and uh, wine? Um, they will give that information to you and really give you enough information to really know what to do. Uh, if you're like many people who are first dipping their toe into wine, you really don't know. Uh, these guys are great at really providing you with that information. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Blanchard Family Wines, located halfway down the dairy block between 18th and 19th and Blake and Wazee in Lodo. Check them out. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on today's Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. Um, this is a situation... Jalen Rose uh, had an article, or did an interview. There was an article. Uh, did an interview with The New Yorker. And I don't think the interview was supposed to be the way it was... I think Jalen Rose wanted to talk about analytics and decided to do so. Uh, And it was produced a fascinating subject um, that I think it's an uncomfortable subject that we all need to talk about with analytics. Uh, It's something that uh, it's something that we. It's, a, it's an aspect of the culture of analytics and what has happened of late uh, in analytics that has really been something that has been under-discussed. Well, until, t- until this week, I don't recall it ever really truly being discussed. And that is the racial aspect of analytics. Uh, and I'm not saying that the analytics... And numbers are numbers. Numbers aren't racist. But... I think there is a racial aspect to, and Jalen pointed it out, to analytics that really we don't, I don't think it occurs to everyone. Um, I do know a lot of people who use analytics because they, they feel like that's their way into the game that they love, and which I completely understand. But coming at it from the perspective of a former player who is African-American, and it changes the way we talk about analytics and the way analytics are used. 
And I don't think Jalen was uh, making a, was talking about fans. I don't think Jalen was talking about fans or fans that enjoy using analytics or anything like that. There are some media aspects to probably what he's in, he's talking about, and by media I mean for some reason players and former players consider Twitter to be media, which is something that is exceedingly irritating to me personally. Uh, that's another subject, but uh, I think there other what where Jalen's point was being made was on um, front offices that use analytics and how former players. And their valuable insight, and let's face it, most of the former players we're talking about are uh, are uh, African American, and the way they are spoken about, the way they are treated when they bring up certain things in their own experience, and it's, it, the way that it's reacted to, and the way it's it's like condescendingly dismissed has been something that has bugged me for a while. And it has to bug people who, like I said, they're primarily African-American. And they're getting talked to as if they don't know what the hell they're talking about. And um, that is something that I I, I wish to kind of go over on this. Because Bomani Jones uh, followed up Jalen Rose's interview with his own thoughts. And he said hedge fund owners buy these teams and they come up in a world of analysis and over-analysis. And he said that is why, primarily, why you are seeing analytics come into such the fore. And he is 100% right. Bomani Jones is 100% right. Um, these are these are factions that are largely come up because these people who own these teams are, you know, nerds themselves. But there is a severe underrepresentation of African Americans in the analysis business. I happen to think that if we had more representation and and, and what I mean by representation is like, look, everyone needs to come in and look at this. You know, uh, people who there needs to be more of a of a inclusion with with perspective and all of that into whatever stew that comes up when you're talking about running a good team. I'm going to point out the Denver Nuggets, right? The Denver Nuggets are not adverse to analytics, but they are not the Houston Rockets, okay? I would say they're more they're closer to teams that don't over-rely on it than they are to people that have a ton of reliance on it. Um, But one of the things I've respected a lot about the way the Nuggets do business is that they are representation in their front office and how they make decisions. You can tell is very representational of the people that come in. Jared Jeffries had a huge role in this front office, um, and he left a couple years ago. But Jared Jeffries had an enormous role in this front office. Um, there is uh, Calvin Booth, okay, who's an assistant GM. Uh, Sue Bird has come in. Um, they, they, and you, of course, there's also Tommy, uh, Tommy Valchettis, who is the uh, 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 
analytics guy with them, but, but they also have great representation in scouts, uh, um, with Clib and, uh, Jim Klibanoff. It is, there's, there's just, there's a lot of inclusion of everyone and it's not just all one thing. And, but that is a representation also gender and racially too. And the Nuggets, led by Tim Connolly, are extremely good at getting all ideas, right? They may fail. Um, the 2017 draft was not a high moment for that, that, that front office, but it was also something that was an example of sometimes not everything gets, works out the way you want it to. And, but there is that. And I think the front offices going forward like that are going to be the model, not the all-in-one uh, the way the Houston Rockets do business. Um, there is there is a the, the Rockets are a good punching bag for this, and right now they're kind of in a weird place because of their owner. But it is it is kind of held up as the this is what they do, this is what analytics people do, um, and what Bomani Jones's point was like it is. There is a racial aspect to the way it's done, mostly because former players are dismissed, completely dismissed. But the second part of that is that he said, if you're, if you're coming up and you're going to want to be in this league, study analysis and statistics and all that, make that part of your study, which is 100% the right thing to do. doesn't matter who you are. If you're coming up, the way the game has evolved you're going to have to have that kind of representation and you're going to have to have that kind of knowledge to go forward. It's just the way things are right now. Um, but that being said, the days of all or all one thing, I think, are going to kind of go by the wayside. Um, very much under Sam Hinkie, the... the uh, Philadelphia 76ers were that. Um, let me tell people something. Let me people, let people learn on something. And this is what I've, I've heard from many different sources um, throughout the league. One of Sam Hinkie's biggest problems was that he didn't have a ton of social grace. And he pissed a lot of agents off. To the point where the 76ers' relations, relationship with agents was severely damaged because of him. Um, I think that has been underreported in the whole demise and martyrdom, future martyrdom of Sam Hinkie. Um, he just was not someone who could get along. And a lot of that has to do with his background. And a lot of times you throw someone into a situation where they need to get along with people they may not be used to. They end up probably unintentionally pissing people off. Um, and that is something that is... Uh, Undercovered in the Sam Hinkie thing. And it's not because he was an analytics guy. Um, it's just because of how he came. 
and that's what I'm talking about with as far as far as the the whole stew of what you need. The greater emphasis on everything is what's going to help the future of NBA basketball, and it's not how you use analytics. It's how you use the information you get. And, you know, it's, I'm biased when I say the Nuggets do it right, but they do do it right. There is, a, there is a, a wealth of information that comes into the Nuggets that they don't sit back and say, what do the numbers say? Nor do they all say, what does the scouts say? They say, what does everything say? And that is going to serve you extremely well when you build a team. And there's people often say there's no right way to build a team. Well, yeah, but there's a right way to push the agenda forward and become that trendsetter. And then the Nuggets, I believe, right now, and you're starting to see it through the league with how teams play, uh, specifically with dynamic centers, um, you're seeing a lot of that approach. And there was a reason Tim Connolly was aggressively pursued by the Washington Wizards, right? That is, there is a kind of way of the future right there with him. I have my own issues with the way coverage and analytics coverage goes into it. And I think there is a, there's an aspect of if you don't, use analytics to talk about basketball, then your opinion isn't valid. There is something to be said for someone like me who has been watching the NBA since 1987, right? That's a lot of basketball. That's a lot of era of basketball. (laughs) There's a bunch of different things that go into the 32 years of watching the game. So when you reduce it all down... You understand that there is a greater pot that needs to be put in here. I can't speak to the racial part because I am a suburban white kid. And I didn't come up in the circumstances that people will often refer to. But what I am is someone who is analytics skeptical. And I do see from a certain perspective how the discussion becomes, you're an idiot rather than how can we make everyone inclusive in this. And I really do think that is where things need to come up. Right? I do think there is an uncomfortable, very uncomfortable racial aspect to this that can be discussed in a mature way. Um, and I think what Bomani Jones and Jalen Rose did was bring that up maturely. And bring it up to where people understand where they are coming on, coming from, and specifically with Jalen Rose, where former players are coming from, when they talk about analytics and the way they are treated as former players, and how that plays out racially. And I think it's a discussion that needs to be moved forward as much as possible, because if we don't talk about that sort of thing, it'll sit and fester, and people won't address whatever they need to address on whatever counter feeling that they may have. It's a mature discussion that needs to happen. And there needs to be more representation of former players, African Americans, all minorities, in front offices, in the NBA. And that part is indisputable. And it it needs to happen yesterday. So, 
Anyway, thank you all for joining me on the latest Morecast. This one is was kind of short one. Uh, appreciate you all for sticking with me. Um, once again, go to Blanchard Family Wines in the Dairy Block. Uh, they are fantastic. And if you're like me, if you enjoy wine, uh, you'll be a frequent visitor. All right. Th- thanks for joining me, everyone. Talk to you later. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.